What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are actually taking a slight departure from our usual overthinking MTG format, because today I don't want to talk about a random card. I want to talk about a very specific card, because it made a number of headlines today, and I feel like it's it's too important not to discuss. So this is April 2nd, so I have every reason to believe this is real, <laughs> unlike the spoilers from yesterday. Um, and th that card that I want to talk about, um, to put some context... Ikoria, the Lair of the Behemoths is coming out. We had known that it was going to include a couple of keywords. We knew that uh, Mutate was going to be a thing. We had reason to believe there was going to be some keyword stuff happening. It was a little bit different than some other mechanics we've seen in the past. And we all knew that it was going to be in the, the format of really, really big creatures. Up until two days ago, I was pretty confident that uh, the rumors of Godzilla showing up were a complete joke and uh, a hoax. Turns out, no, they're real. Um, but, actually... Yeah, I got, I got to say, your boy called it. They are, in fact, uh, going to be a promotional item. So they aren't actually going to be, like, legal cards officially. They're variants. You know, they're, like, alternate art versions of other cards instead. Anyway, regardless, the card that I want to talk about today is a really specific card that actually shows off one of the new mechanics in Ikoria and how it just doesn't jive with magic as we know it today. And that card is... Lutri the Spell Chaser. So Lutri the Spell Chaser is a legendary elemental otter. He is a 3-2 for 3 with flash, and when Lutri the Spell Chaser enters the battlefield, if you cast it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. So there are a couple of things about that enter the battlefield ability that I can really appreciate. So you, there's the caveat that you do need to cast it, so it does have to be coming out of your hand. Or maybe not, but you have to cast it, so you can't like reanimate it, you can't blink it. Those effects don't give you uh, the ability, which, okay, cool. That That's good. I like that. <laughs> um, and so 3-2 for 3 with Flash. Oh, and it's um, 1 generic and then 2 hybrid blue-red. So any blue deck, any red deck, um, or any, well... Or you would think any commander deck in Izzet colors, but we'll get to that. So, the uh, the last piece of this card that I want to touch on, at least from a rules perspective, is it has an ability called Companion. And Companion is unlike anything we've really ever seen before, except for one thing. So let's let's get there. So, the way Companion works is if a, if you have a Companion in your sideboard, so if it's standard, modern. A 60 card, 1v1, um, limit 4 of any unique card in your deck, that kind of a format, and you've got a sideboard, you can put Lutri in your sideboard. If it's in your sideboard, you got to reveal it at the beginning of the game, declare that, yes, the, everybody, I have Lutri, um, and Lutri is my companion. Okay, cool. Now, you're only allowed to do that if, you, if your deck meets a certain parameter. Now, in Lutri's case, that parameter is each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name. So you have to be playing a singleton deck in order for Lutri to be your companion. And the significance of the companion position is that at any point during the game, you may play your companion once from outside of the game. So in this case, if Lutri is your companion at any time, if you were to play a spell, you could then pay three, flash in Lutri, and copy that spell. That sounds very powerful. So you get an immediate, you get a three-two body coming out of the sideboard for no, like for no downside, really. And then on top of that, you also get spell cloning 
when it, once it hits. So you could do some crazy things with that. The only downside is that you have to have a singleton deck. So of course, I'm sure what you're thinking, you're thinking the exact same thing every single one of us thought the moment we read this card for the first time, and that is, oh, so every single commander that has red and blue in it ever is going to be running a Lutri outside of it. Now you think, wait a minute, in Commander, sideboards aren't allowed. So clearly com Companions won't be allowed either, because that doesn't make any sense. And no, Companions actually are allowed in Commander. That's apparently something that Wizards clarified. Companions are legal in Commander as cards to be included in a deck. And you can start with them outside of the game as a Companion. So they would be kind of a one-card sideboard, but you don't have any other sideboards. So you don't get a you can't do wishes. Wishes still don't work. They're still busted. But now we do have cards starting the game outside of the game and outside of the library face up in addition to the commander. But you can only play it once. And so if Lutri if you've played Lutri from your sideboard or from outside of the game, He's hit the field, he's done his thing, and then somebody hits him with like a shock or a lightning bolt, or he dies in combat, he would go to the graveyard. There's no like returning back to the command zone, there's no returning back to the sideboard, he goes right to the graveyard, and all of a sudden he's just a creature in the mix, that's it, that's all he is. And so if you have a way of recurring, like if you had some way of um, using like an Omen of the Dead style effect, where you pull it from your graveyard back up into your hand, and then you can cast him again, Cool, nothing wrong with that. That would absolutely work and allow you to reset that ability of his. Alright, so he's not gonna he's not totally useless once you've pulled that one. He's not a little one-trick pony. He actually does impact the game. The other thing that's interesting about him specifically is Um Well, the other headline that he made today. I know you're thinking he's an auto-include, there's no downside, there's no reason not to just throw him into my commander deck. Um, you know, because I'm sure you're thinking, man, you know, Mizix, the only thing he didn't have is enough toys to work with. No. In fact, in an unprecedented moment, the Commander Rules Committee actually published an, a ban announcement in response to a spoiler. Lutri the Spellchaser is now the first card that has been banned in Commander before seeing print. Like, the moment the public knew about this guy, the Rules Committee was like, guys, we know, no, don't play him. <laughs> Don't even bother. Don't even think about it. It's busted as hell. We don't want it in our game. And they're right. And it's not that the card's not good. It's not that the card doesn't work in kind of fun, interesting ways. It's just there's absolutely no downside. He doesn't even... If, if Companion didn't work in Commander, if Companion was not a function that was allowed in Commander... Nobody would think anything of him. He would absolutely be, you would be allowed to play him in your 99. Um, because in that situation, if he's taking up a card slot in the 99 of a commander deck, then if it's a Spellslinger commander deck, which is ultimately where he would fit the best, well, that's a, that's a slot that's now being filled by a creature. So that is going to potentially impact some other synergies that you have. And so all of a sudden, I mean, yeah, he's still a good card in that situation, in that deck. But it's not super broken. But now, you can just... I mean, the idea now with these companions is they're just extra commanders with no downside. There's no reason not to have them. You know, and you and they can partner with anybody, effectively, is how it ends up working. They're just free partner commanders that you can slap on whatever the hell you want that's in those colors already. It, it's... 
it's kind of ridiculous. You know, you just have this little extra tool just kind of in your in your little hip holster that you can just bust out whenever you want. It's basically an extra card in your hand that you don't have to like that, that you don't have to pay any kind of downside for. And if a situation never arises where you're he would make sense? Okay, cool. But chances are there's going to be a situation late in the game when you throw a time warp or an expropriate or some or blatant thievery, if you want to be, you know, uh, the slightly more fair version. Um, if you're pulling that kind of shenanigans, there's going to be a time when you're going to want to pull them out and copy something. Like, the effect is very good. It's for three, and you get a 3-2 body in the mix. as a nice little bonus. Like, it's, it's an auto-include. It's an obvious auto-include, and it's so obvious and so... You would get to a point where players who are using red and blue would be punished for not having him. Like, there's no reason to not have him in your deck. Like, none. There's zero downside whatsoever. And so that's the problem. It's not that... It's not that companions are inherently broken. You know, we've had partner commanders in the past. We've had uh, other abilities that allow you to, you know, tutor up effects and do stuff. So the idea of having an extra creature um, that you have to declare. The other thing about that, the other detail about commander that I really appreciate, something I like a lot about the game, is the moment you sit down and the players reveal their commanders, you know exactly, well, or at least you have a good idea of what to expect and who the threats are even if it's not a play group that you know you know if it's, even if it's a pickup game at a convention or at an lgs that you're not familiar with or it's uh you know somebody you're meeting up with on discord because you know you're locked in your house and you really just want to play some freaking magic when somebody puts down you know a golos you know okay i know what to expect from that if somebody puts down uro as their commander like all right i have a pretty good idea what kind of shenanigans to expect from my opponent um flip side of that is if they put like you know if somebody puts down like a chroma or something like all right we're gonna have just like go wide white you know fair magic cool um yeah different things like okay if a boros commander's come down well they're gonna attack a lot all right cool um you know if a simic commander comes down okay there's gonna be some weird combos and they're gonna ramp and draw a bunch of cards all right, I know that. Um, and there's probably going to be a 15-15 Hydrogen craze is falling at me on turn six or something like that. But you have this idea. And the that is the only downside that command, companions give because they do telegraph to your opponent some element of your deck. Now, in the case of Lutri, the requirement or the the restriction already is something that exists in the, commander's, in the commander rules. So barring... A few fringe cases, you know, a few fringe, you know, relentless rats kind of cases. All of your decks are going to have only one unique name for every non-land card anyway. So, all right, cool. Now there's some other. Now in, in a in standard, um, I'm very intrigued at the idea of building a deck around this guy because all of a sudden then you have the hybrid rules are such that it could be in a mono red deck, it could be in a mono blue deck. You could have it where like you, you could have a situation where you throw like an absorb at somebody's something and then they try to like respond by stacking on top of it to negate your absorb and then you can pull Lutri out of the sideboard to copy your absorb to target the original spell and like those kinds of stack shenanigans all of a sudden exist with this guy and that's pretty darn slick I like that I want I don't want to I don't want that to go away I don't want to lose that so it's a cool card and I want to build janky singleton standard decks around this guy just to see what can happen you know the deck's going to be inconsistent it's not going to be 
competitive. And I feel like that's the value that this little otter is bringing to the table. Um, oh, and for those of you on the on the audio, yes, it is an otter. It is an elemental otter. Um, I also saw that apparently the name Lutri is um, a homage to the uh, the Latin word for otter, which I think is kind of fun, or like the, the species name for otter. So that, that's kind of a neat little thing. Um, yeah. So I have some thoughts on this guy. So at first I was like, oh, there's an otter. There's an otter coming into magic. Sweet. Because, I don't know, otters are cute. I'm, I'm down with otters. I have no problem with otters. Actually, my wife really, really digs otters. Um, we went to Chicago on our honeymoon. We went to the Shedd Aquarium. She doesn't really like fish. So we spent a lot of time hanging out with otters. Um, and, it, and it was fun. We had a good time. So I have an affinity for otters, you know. It's like, oh, it's, oh, it's like an is it otter with like electric powers and stuff. Cool. And then I read the text and I had the exact same thought everybody does. Just like, holy crap. So it's an auto include. It's just a free thing. Um, yeah, but fortunately, I'm, I'm very like huge hats off to the the um, to the commander rules committee. I really I, I applaud them putting out a ban on this because it was it was going to be problematic. It was going to be um, unpleasant. It was going to be the commander Oko, where every single deck that could possibly run it needed to run it, and there, as a result, the value of the card spiked really really high, and uh, participation in events all of a sudden dropped dramatically because. It wasn't fun to just be doing Oko mirror matches all day. And well, while it wouldn't, it's not quite that extreme, I have a feeling the value of this card, if it was legal in Commander, would be through the roof because everybody who has a three, well, a two, three, four, or five color deck that has access to blue and red is going to need at least one of these. And if you're anything like me, you have five or six Commander decks just sitting around. There's a really good chance two or three of them will, are going to be in these colors. Um, for some of you, all six or seven of them might be in these colors, or five or six, or 30, or however many you have. Like, And so we have a situation where one individual, because they might have 10 decks, all of a sudden needs seven copies of this guy, because he could theoretically fit in seven of his decks. So the demand for that would be so ludicrously high. And I understand, you. yes, you can have one, and you can pass it around. And actually, the fact that you don't even shuffle it into the freaking deck to begin with, I mean, all the more reason why I guess you could just move it around, have a sleeve of whatever color that deck is, and just, you just have your migratory loot tree. Okay, but in any event, even so, every commander player that has a deck where it could fit would just need to have it, and it's problematic on a lot of levels, so I'm glad they banned it. The other thing is com companion as a, um, as a keyword. There are apparently 10 different different companion creatures. We've seen a couple of them. There's one that's, um, the, and the one thing about the companion creatures that I've seen so far, they all have an interesting restriction that they put on your deck. And so you end up getting kind of a flavor of commander. And of course the name companion kind of is a little homage and they're all animals apparently. So they look like kind of an animal companion, kind of a D&D &D druid kind of situation, which also makes sense because the, um, the Ikoria trailer launched recently, and um, Vivian was very prominently featured, as well as this very large, like, cat-bat monster that uh, was clearly her animal companion. She's often depicted with, um, you know, with, with animal friends um, that are all, like, I say animal friends, and you think, like, the Sleeping Beauty little, like, cute doves or whatever. No, this is, like, yeah, big big old monsters. Um, and so, yeah, you have your animal companions, uh I'm not mad at that idea, but in gameplay, like, as a guy who enjoys jank and reasons to kind of, like, get goofy and play with jank, I'm not mad at the idea of 
give me some creative deck restrictions that I can play in standard. So that that's going to mix up my brawl experience or my um. Sorry, that's going to mix up my arena experience. And they're all legendary as well, so they could be viable Brawl Commanders too. Alright, so it's interesting. Um, the other one that comes to mind is actually a Hippo. They seem to have, like, f they seem to have taken some um, interesting takes with the animals on the companions. So in this case, we have an Otter, a little Lightning Otter. Then there's also this Hippo, this very large, I believe it's an Abzan Hippo. I could be mistaken on the colors. Um, yeah, I think it's green and blue, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the thing with that particular commander or that particular companion is that every single spell in your deck has to have a converted mana cost of three or higher. So you aren't allowed to have small things in the hippo deck. I kind of appreciate that. And uh, one and two, actually, I'm not missing those so much. So I got to admit, actually, I'm tempted to put that in. Uh, I, I have a Grixis Fires deck that I've been uh, laddering with or attempting to ladder with. And it has almost no one and two drops anyway. Um, so I could very easily cut the ones that I have and just make it a hippo deck and that I don't know that could be fun maybe there's something there anyway so yeah so this has been Lutri the Spell Chaser I don't believe any other card in the history of magic has been banned in a format of any kind before it was released I know a number of cards have gotten banned very shortly thereafter because the moment they drop they just you know they spike because they're people realize just how powerful something is um you know, a lot of the uncommons from back in the day before uh, they've tightened up some of their playtesting, which, you know, you can make some arguments over recent uh, power creep because that's most certainly a thing. But in any event, um, it's, uh, I, you know, I'm thinking of Sensei's Divining Top or um, Lightning Greaves or Aether Vial. Like, those were originally printed at Uncommon that were just incredibly powerful and in many cases did get banned out of formats pretty quickly. Um yeah, I guess I, I don't know if those specifically were, now that I think about it. I do remember Skull Clamp got banned out of standard super fast uh, because everybody was running it. Uh, same with Smuggler's Copter, a very similar situation. And that's, you know, um, in those situations, a, a preemptive ban probably would have been a good idea, but they, it, the usual way that a, that something is preemptively banned is it's not printed. So obviously that's a situation um, that we can't do here because... Lutri creates an interesting commander-like environment in Standard. And for that, I'm down. I'm, I'm kind of interested to try it out. Um, but at the same time, that the, the impact of that card on the game just doesn't jive with Commander. That's all it comes down to. And so I find it interesting. It's just a really interesting card. I don't know that we've ever had a moment like this in Magic history. Now, I haven't been around for all of it. I've been here for a few years with a really big break in the middle. Um, I've never seen anything like this. I've never heard of anything like this. Um, and I, I just have to say, it's kind of cool to be in the middle of such an unprecedented moment in so many ways. Um, to be fair, at this moment in the world, there are a lot of really tragic things, but let's all just take a moment to stop, take a deep breath, be grateful for what we have, and know that coming soon, one of those things that we have is going to be a cute lightning otter that we can't play in Commander. <laughs> Alright guys, so this has been Lutri the Spell Chaser. Starting up tomorrow, I'm going to be going back to our random daily format. Um, unless the Spoilers tomorrow are just totally jank too. Who knows? Actually, this could be the new format. This is the first spoiler season that we're going through in this um, 
with Overthinking MTG. It's a, it is a daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts as well as YouTube. And uh, we'll see what comes out tomorrow. Actually, I may do this for for spoiler seasons. That might just be the, the format. So each day I look at one of those, one of the cards that was spoiled that day, and uh, we break it down and overthink it a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. Okay, cool. Well, that's another another Genesis moment. So we've seen the beginning of something on Overthinking MTG. So very cool. Thanks so much for hanging out, guys. It has been a pleasure. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're staying inside. Wash your damn hands. And I will see you tomorrow. Thanks so much.